you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to 2022. I can't believe it. Okay, I'm actually going to admit I am recording this pre-2022, but it's right around the corner. And in my effort to get ahead and slow it down, as I wished for all of us at the end of December, I'm pre-recording this to get ahead and kick off the year while still creating space for myself. So admittedly, it does often take these kind of strategies at times to stretch and sustain ourselves, right? To be able to accomplish what I want to accomplish, but also then to create that space that I'm really longing for and wanting as I close out my year. But I also want to create something for January. And so here I am talking to you as I'm recording this pre 2022, but with a focus on 2022. And I have to say, writing 2022, as I had to do recently for the first time, was a bit weird. (laughs) But I also kind of love having all the twos in the number. And it made me wonder if that was a good omen. And so I spent a little bit of time and I'm going to admit, I'm going to talk to this a little bit, but it's not like I'm an expert in numerology, but I was kind of curious to see what the numerologist had to say. And I found a quick article from Well and Good, which I'll capture in the show notes. And I thought it just offered an interesting backdrop to what I wanted to talk about today. So I was going to just talk about it a little bit briefly here. So, but before I get into that, let me, let me give you the headline first of what today's podcast is about. And the next few for January that will follow. What I'm going to speak to today is doing some planning for 2022 to make it more sustainable while stretching ourselves. So how are we going to do that? By building our Life Plus Work Resilience Rx or prescription. So I'm going to say more about that in a little bit. But let me come back to just what does 2022 mean? And, you know, According to this article, again, um, for, you know, some basics on numerology, this article actually goes into what do you, how do you think about the numbers? And so it starts with talking about the two zero that starts 2022. And it says that those numbers really set the stage for the year. And then the last two digits, the 22, direct that influence in a particular manner. So in this article, they talked to Josh Siegel, a numerologist, and he says that the base number two zero that starts the number of 2022, um, it will remain significant, obviously, through this entire century. And it carries an energy of, quote, opposition from two contending forces with a challenge to find common ground. And then he goes on to say, yet the higher spiritual message of the two zero is that we are in this together and not so separate. 
And then the number 22, he says, is a master builder in numerology, meaning it's associated with building a base or structure. So this article says the focus of next year will be all about getting back to normalcy and rebuilding our lives. And then the other thing that that, that I thought was interesting that this talked about was balance, which if some of you have been listening to the podcast, you know, I don't love the term work-life balance, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more shortly, but I still thought it was interesting that this became a theme. And they said, particularly as it relates to work and relationships, um, and this relates to, again, the 22 theme. I thought that was interesting. And he notes that 22's energy can be powerful when it comes to work-related events. So interesting that this is kind of showing up. And again, if you want to take this into account at all. Um, but he also warns that we'll likely still feel the oppositional energy we've been experiencing as we go into 2022. And this, you know, the, the article is saying and well and good is kind of saying this idea of then therefore focusing on cultivating more balance in our lives continues to be important. And Siegel, the neurologist says, quote, it's really up to us to bring balance to our own lives and bring boundaries to bear if need be. So again, this idea, um, both around balance, boundaries, it's going to come into play as I talk about sustainable ambition and creating a plan for 2022. Now, another article I referenced around the number 2022 also talked about things like Achieving balance and new opportunities are highlighted by the number 2022. This idea of focusing on the big picture and paying attention to details will help you turn your most ambitious dreams into a reality in 2022. And this idea of making sure that your life is in harmony and balance so you don't lose sight of what's important to you. They, this article also talked about having a clear vision as well as a realistic plan is really important to reaching your ambitions or your dreams, according to the symbolism of 2022. And that in 2022, really figuring out what is important in your life and focusing on that is important. So knowing your priorities and how to focus on them is paramount to your success. So all of this context around 2022, I thought was really a really interesting backdrop to what I wanted to talk about today. So I'd like to invite you to join me for the next four weeks to do some planning for more sustainable ambition in the new year. And the goal again, as I mentioned, is to build your life plus work resilience RX or prescription. So why should we do this? Many of us juggle life plus work and seek to find a rhythm that really works for us, not against us. And I've heard over time from many people where they say, you know, what I'm doing right now, it just isn't sustainable anymore. And they wonder, how can I bring more sustainability to my life plus work? And so what I believe is that in today's modern world that demands too much of us, frankly, it's quite easy to understand how many of us get to this point. I don't think we should blame ourselves, especially if we are ambitious, whatever that might mean to you and how you might define your own ambitions. You know, the world today just asks a lot of us and pulls at us in, in quite a number of different ways. 
you know, a friend was recently sharing a study he saw of our screen time use over the decades and how much it's increased and has been crowding out hobbies, even something like that, just, you know, the Instagram poll, the Facebook poll, all the streaming services we have, like that's demanding our attention. Okay. That's even like in our free time, but then you have, you know, if you're a parent, research shows that we parent more hours than we did in past decades. So there's a higher demand, if you will, on parenting and how many hours you give to that each week. And we know, of course, that work can often encroach in our lives and really become 24-7. And, you know, we know that that, of course, got worse during the pandemic. And so it's not surprising then with all these different demands Additional family demands have come up for folks as well. The the overwhelm of just the pandemic and its impacts, you know, it's not too surprising, right? To then step back and say like, oh, why are people bordering on burnout or why are people burnout? So now it, it might not be that dire for you. For some it is, but it might not be for you, but you still may be saying like, it's still not all sustainable for me, you know, or you just might be somebody that, is leading a really full life plus work. And you want to know how to better manage your stretching and striving activities while also sustaining yourself. And I think that's what it is. It's just that many of us, we do want to stretch ourselves and we want to strive for things, but um, we also want to make sure that we sustain ourselves. And how do we do that? So Again, I'm going to come back to this term now of work-life balance. I've shared on the podcast before how I'm not such a fan of that word and that term. And the reason for that is that I feel like it is often approached with almost an expectation of it happening. And my feeling is that if we keep expecting our external world to magically produce balance, we're going to continually be disappointed. And I just, the other part of it is that I feel like it's a false expectation. You know, really, it's pretty rare that we experience balance and certainly not all of the time. You know, our lives just aren't static. As I mentioned, we're living in a very dynamic modern world. And so this idea of work-life balance really makes this assumption that we are living in this static environment that allows us to be in equilibrium. And as Adam Grant has said, quote, work-life balance sets an unrealistic expectation of keeping different roles in steady equilibrium. So that's what I'm talking about. It just is, it just, my fear is that it just sets us up for constant disappointment because it's really hard to actually have the world deliver that for us. Um, And I think it's also, we come at it oftentimes with this sense of expectation that the world is going to produce that for us. So what I'd like to champion for all of us instead is to not expect work-life balance and to rather build life plus work resilience. So to me, resilience doesn't mean grit through it. It means creating the structures that support you being able to live your life more sustainably with more ease while still being ambitious. So I just think that it is a more realistic way to come at living our lives in today's modern world. And that doesn't mean accepting that you have to be overly busy if you don't want to be that busy. 
but you know, we'll get, we'll get into that more. So my intention with this work is really to help us all foster this ability to kind of dance, if you will, in our dynamic world and to learn how to both sustain and stretch ourselves. And I have to tell you, like, I'm doing this with you. (laughs) So um, I'm learning along the way as well. And what I am working on is, again, to do that is to define our personal life plus work resilience, RX, our prescription, then to create a plan and practice it and then progress over time. So my hope is that in doing this, it will not only put you on a path towards more sustainability, but you actually also might find that it helps you operate at your best. You might reach your full potential and you might enjoy more lifeless work fulfillment. And certainly that would be my hope. So as I previewed at the end of last year, these episodes coincide with the launch of the Sustainable Ambition 12-Month Workbook Plus Planner, your Life Plus Work Resilience RX. So the planner, as well as these episodes, is meant to help you lead a fulfilling, sustainable, and ambitious life plus work. Now, what we'll do together here doesn't require you to get the planner, but if you'd like, you can find more details at sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. So again, that's sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. And I will just admit that I am working to get this out by the start of the year. So forgive me in advance if it ends up being a bit delayed. Um, I'll blame it on supply chain issues, <laughs> um, which is partly actually real um, and part of the, the thing that I'm working with as well. But um, if it is a bit delayed when this episode comes out, I apologize in advance. Keep checking back at that URL and as um, I'll get it up as soon as I can in January as it becomes available. But again, you can do this work with me here through the podcast on these episodes that I'm going to do through January uh, without buying the planner. So you can follow along here. You can use your own notebook or journal, or if you want to capture it in a Google or Word doc, whatever works best for you. So I'll, what, I, what I'll walk through here will be much of what is in the planner, but will be a little simplified. And the planner just gives you a space for it, allows you to kind of track things there, puts it all kind of in one place. So here's what we're going to do together over the next four weeks and in these four episodes in January. I am going to guide you through four different parts of the workbook plus planner, offering a week-by-week guide to define your stretch and your sustainable. And I'll say more about that as I as we get into it. And here's why I think this is important. Again, it goes back to the start of what I was saying, but you know, if you want to take back some control and plan a more ambitious and sustainable life plus work for the 12 months ahead, it takes knowing yourself better to do that. And it also takes some planning and I think practicing and then knowing that it will take this practicing, learning, prototyping in order to progress over time. And so, and that's why I'm calling the workbook, uh, it's calling the book a workbook plus planner because there's some activities in there and I'm going to take you through here where they're really about learning about yourself. They're not as much about planning. They're just prompts and questions and things to work through in order to better understand yourself. And then there's the planner piece of 
okay, how do I plan my time? How do I plan what I'm going to be doing? How do I do some planning to make my life plus work more sustainable? So what we'll go through will guide and support you to understand what will be stretching and striving for you, and then also what will sustain you. So let me give you a rundown of kind of the headline of just what the four episodes are going to cover before we dig into this first one to get us started. So in this first episode, we're going to talk about your ambitions, what you want for your next 12 months. And this is about setting a vision and your intentions. So what really are your ambitions for the coming year? The second episode will cover your life plus work resilience prescription. So we'll explore what would make that up and what would make your life plus work more sustainable. In the third episode, you're going to create your 12-month plan or calendar. It's really looking at your calendar. And then I'm going to ask you to also look out another six months if that's relevant for you. And this isn't overly rigorous. It's not like, oh, let's plan, think that you can plan out your entire year. Really, this is about making sure that you're taking a longer view of what's on your plate so you can ensure you are putting things on your calendar that will allow you, again, both to stretch and strive, get done what you want to get done this year, but importantly, also sustain yourself while doing so. So going into it the year with kind of eyes wide open and kind of knowing the cadence and the pace of what's going to be taking place for you in the coming year. And then we close it out with podcast number four, which we'll talk about uh, the first quarter. So in that last episode, that's really where we're focused. We'll have you aim or plan and set you up to act, assess, and adapt on a quarterly and monthly basis. So it's, again, about setting your plan, what you're going to practice, and then how you will progress after learning along the way to help you operate your best throughout the year. And then what I'm going to plan to do after these four episodes in January kicking us off, I'll plan to come back each quarter for a check-in and also then at the end of the year to do a show on looking back at the year and doing a 12-month review to see what you learned, what worked, what didn't, to really then sharpen your life plus work resilience prescription for the new year ahead to help make it all more sustainable and fulfilling for you. One other idea I'll mention for you as you start to think about kicking off this work for yourself is that you can also consider doing this work with a group of friends or a group at work. And I'm providing guides for both. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. If you choose to do that and want to do a workshop or a circle, um, I'm providing some guidance on how you might do that. Because sometimes, you know, it's helpful to have a group where you can talk and share and have people listen about what what's works for you, what doesn't. You might hear tips and tools that work for them that you can borrow from. So it's just an idea for you to consider as you think about um, planning for the coming year. Now, to close before I get into the core of today's material, there's one other thing I, I want to call out and be honest about with this work. So Sustainable ambition in some ways is aspirational. It's not necessarily easy to achieve because it's really asking us to hold two opposing ideas at the same time. We're asking, we're holding these ideas of sustain and stretch or strive. 
So how can we sustain ourselves, the sustainable aspect, while stretching ourselves, this ambition aspect? And I believe it is a practice and one that calls for perspective, personalization, pacing, patience. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I have to remind myself of these things too along the way. And, you know, that admittedly means it's not necessarily the easiest thing to pull off, but I think it's worth practicing and learning what works for ourselves. And I think that setting intentions, having some planning, knowing that it does need to be a practice can help put us on the way towards making it all a bit more sustainable for ourselves. And I think that this kind of practice and this approach, my hope is will support you in doing that. So while a sustainable and ambitious life post work is aspirational, perhaps the journey may not always be easy, um, yet I believe we can do it and find our way. You know, I think it is a dance that requires this level of learning and ongoing practicing and prototyping, but I think we can start to take back some control and be in choice to build a more sustainable life plus work for ourselves. So, okay. I know that was a lot of setup. And um, are you now ready to get started and actually get into the core of what I was going to talk about today? So in this first episode, again, I want us to start with setting a vision and setting your intentions. So what are your ambitions for the year? Now, I'm going to give you a little bit more context here, too, just for this specific topic. And I'll start with this quote that I really love by Henry David Thoreau, which I may have shared before on the podcast, but he, he wrote, it is not enough to be busy. The question is, what are we busy about? So when you think about that question for 2022, you know, what do you envision for the next 12 months? What do you want to be busy about? You know, if you're going to invest your time and effort what does success look like for you? You know, how do you want to stretch and strive for yourself? You know, what are your intentions for the year? And when thinking about this, a really important element here is for you to look inside and ask yourself what you really want, because it will be really hard to sustain your ambition if you're living someone else's agenda or society's agenda. It's those shoulds, right? So you really want to look, put the shoulds aside and more so look inward because the only way to really make life plus work more sustainable is to make the definition of success your own. And that's really foundational. So in this, at this stage, I would love for you to, and I encourage you to kind of really think about what's next for you on your terms. So we're going to start, and I'm going to suggest that you start by allowing yourself to explore broadly, and then we're going to narrow down to what will hold your attention most in the coming 12 months. And remember, these ambitions are not just for your professional life. You really should think about your ambitions for both your professional and personal life. So this is about life plus work. And you may notice here that I'm also not using the term work life. The only time that I used that was earlier when I said work life balance, <laughs> because that's the term that's commonly used. But the fact that I switched the order 
here and for the workbook in planner is very intentional on my part. So that that term for me, it, when you use work-life balance, it implies that work always comes first. And it's almost like, what is your work and then fit life in? And I don't think that's how it should be viewed. You know, we have a life and how does work fit into it? And, you know, again, for me, sustainable ambition, my belief is that work is an important part of our lives for many of us, that it contributes to our happiness and fulfillment. But, you know, also that that work really can be self-defined as well. Your work may be, you know, working at a nonprofit. It could be volunteering. It could be taking care of family, parents, children. So this can be defined broadly. And I think, again, we all need to define our own ambitions. And I want to allow space for that. Now, another reason I suggest you do this work and why I start here is that I don't think we ask ourselves about our ambitions enough and get clarity around what we really want to strive for, what we want to stretch ourselves into, and just how good we want to be about different aspects of our lives or work. And I think this can also really help us both understand where we want to apply ourselves, but also where we can also look, let ourselves off the hook, you know, so you can kind of look at like, well, where do I actually want to become a master? But also then like say, well, where is it okay actually to be good enough? And then what are you willing to let yourself be bad at? Which is, you know, I've probably shared before on the podcast and I think is really great counsel. Like, where is it okay for you to be bad at something in your life? Because, It's not as important for you. Um, It's not a priority. So we don't have to excel at everything. And it really comes down to where do you really want to put your attention? So, okay, with that as backdrop, again, I know a lot of backdrop in this episode. Um, I'm going to finally start you with some prompts and inquiries for you in terms of exploring your ambitions. So I'm going to offer a few ideas for you to do this, and then we'll start to, at the end, narrow down and have you prioritize. Um, And you can do all of these exercises if you only have time for one or two, like you pick what works best for you and kind of what resonates. Okay. So the first one is more freeform. So this is the idea of just kind of sketching and creating some space for visioning for yourself. Like, What do you want for your year? If you were to dream a little, you know, pull out a piece of paper and just kind of illustrate your vision for the next 12 months. You might draw inspirational pictures of what you want to have happen. You could also choose to do a mind map that expresses key goals and what those goals mean to you. You could think about creating a collage of images that are inspirational to you. So do what feels good for you, but like give yourself a little bit of time to step back and actually sketch and vision. So I probably should have said too, like this is one of those episodes where again, you might be out for a walk. You might like pause the podcast now and kind of say like, okay, let me ideate and even just pause for a second and write some things in a notes app. Uh, You might be listening to this episode and choose to carve out some time separately 
and do this as a little bit of a workshop for yourself over the next couple of weeks where you carve out an hour, you pause the podcast as you're going along and you listen to some of these prompts and actually do the exercises um, sitting alone place, if you will. So whatever works for you, do, do what works best. Uh, but start there, start with this kind of, if you, if this one resonates with you, start with this bit of free form, kind of allowing yourself to dream a little, what do you want for the next 12 months? Now, if you think you'd benefit from having some prompts that ha- helps you kind of think about this a little bit differently, this is the second kind of inquiry. So write answers to these five prompts. So the first one is, I'll feel fulfilled this year if I dot, 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 fill in the blank. (laughs) I'll be thrilled this year if I dot, dot, dot. Okay. Question number three is who I want to be this year is. Number four, the ways I'd like to grow this year are. And then the final one, number five. The curiosities I'd like to explore this year are. So fill in, fill in the blank for those five prompts. I'll feel fulfilled this year if I, I'll be thrilled this year if I, who I want to be this year is, the ways I'd like to grow this year are, and the curiosity, curiosities I'd, I'd like to explore this year are. Getting a little tongue-tied there. So that's number two. So the third thing I'm going to have you do here is actually, if we step back and when you think about creating sustainability in your life, I just want to point out that like focus and honesty actually help. So I had shared that sustainable ambition holds two opposing elements in tension, this idea of stretch or strive and sustain. And that means you know, it is helpful to be clear on where you need and want to focus your attention in the coming 12 months with this in mind. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you think about this idea of like professional and personal life, you know, and work and how it fits in the context of the rest of your life, if you were to think about where I want to put attention in the next 12 months, you know, what comes to mind? Like what is calling your attention in your life, in your holistic life right now? And if you're realistic about that, what comes to mind for you? So just to raise to your awareness, this idea of what's really demanding my attention right now. So just to give you an example, like for me, I'm, I'm active in helping my parents who are getting older in their life and they need my help around healthcare things as, as in other home living, you know, issues or things that they're challenged by. So that's something that holds my attention. You might have young children at home. That's something that holds your attention. So just being clear about what are these different things, perhaps outside of work, and there could be work things too, but like, where is your attention? And you might even say like my stage in life means for my life plus work, I need to what, right? So I think life stage and what's happening in one's life, we we often try to ignore it and just kind of say, hey, I have to plow through and, and that can't factor into my sustainable for my life plus work. But I think it's important to just acknowledge it and really understand how does that play a role 
in what it means for where I need to put my attention in the coming 12 months. And it might start to help you kind of discern that, you know, that means I'm going to put like X percent of my attention on my personal work, my personal life. Like I'm going to put X percent attention on my professional work. So think about that. Just, I mean, I think it's, again, helpful to understand what's going to be calling my attention. Where is my focus? And let me be honest about that and kind of bring it into my awareness. So I'm thinking about it as I'm planning for the year ahead. And as you're prioritizing what's to come in terms of your ambitions for the year. And then the final thing I'd have you look at here in terms of inquiry in this number three space, if you will, um, is to think about the pace you want to be operating at this year. Like if you think of a, a speedometer, you know, are you okay if it's on fast and you're like, you know, leaning in and you're, you're wanting to kind of be, be highly engaged and moving at a fast pace. Do you want to be in medium or, you know, for some people this coming year, like they might be in recovery mode coming off of the pandemic. So do you want to be in a kind of slower pace? So think about that as well. And again, for me, it's like raising awareness for yourself. So you're being honest about what your needs are as you start to shape your ambitions for the year. So that, that's a good transition now. So now I want to have you think about this idea of your ambitions. And I'm going to have you come at it in a couple different ways before we kind of narrow to final priorities. And again, I'm going to offer a couple of different prompts here, as I just said. Um, and use the ones, you know, use both of them or use what resonates most for you. Um, and I'll start this section by another quote that I really love from Mark Twain. He said, quote, keep away from those who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that, but the really great make you believe that you too can become great. Uh, I just love that from a standpoint of being uh, encouraging and wanting people to go after their personal ambitions. So, you know, if you have ambitions that you want to be stretching for and striving for, you know, don't let those small people, you know, take that away from you and try to discourage you. Instead, look for those people who do encourage you to be going after what you want to go after. And so let's start here in this, this section around ambitions. Um, you kind of have from the first three prompts, uh, the first two really are, are, are much more around like having you kind of ideate and ideate a little bit more broadly. Number three really brings just more awareness. Okay, as you start to now hone in a little bit more on these ambitions or what success is gonna be like for you, do it within context of what's drawing your attention for the year. And, you know, so this first way of looking at ambitions, um, after you've envisioned your year and explored your ambitions and you're now understanding kind of where your focus and attention is, summarize it, summarize some of your ambitions in this way, you know, and it's really thinking about how do you want to strive and stretch yourself, um, what are your ambitions and how you will define success? So this first one is focused on ambitions. And I like this construct where it talks about, you know, the idea of, and again, I'm going to say across my professional and personal life. So again, these ambitions, think about, is it a professional ambition? Is, is it a personal ambition? 
But my ambitions for the next 12 months are I want to be good, very good, or the best at what blank. So it's like, again, it kind of goes back to as well, like um, what I was saying in terms of we don't have to be the best at, at everything. We don't have to master everything. But if you think about your ambitions, this is just one playful way of thinking about your ambitions. Like, hey, I want to be, I want to be good at this thing that I'm trying to accomplish. I want to be good at cooking dinner every night. I don't have to be the best. I just have to be good. That would be a good, <laughs> this is an ambition for me. Um, you know, you might say, I want to be very good at storytelling at work. Storytelling is something I want to work on. So that's something where it's like, okay, I don't think I'm going to be the best at it, but I do want to be very good at it. I'd like to really put some attention there. You know, but you might have something where you're like, I really want to be the best at leading my team and providing them support and being a leader that is empathetic and um, a, you know, champion of my people. Like that could be something that is one of your ambitions for the year. So and I encourage you to only have like maybe three to five here. It might be more, maybe even six. But if you have that many, I encourage you to make sure that they are not all professional ambitions, that there are personal ambitions within there. So that's the first thing is to think about like, okay, what might be these ambitions that I have for the year and wanting to answer this? Like, I want to be good, very good, or the best at what? Now, another way you can come at this is to define your own success. And so I would encourage you to write actually two different success statements. So one is to answer the question of personal success for me this year looks like blank. And I'll measure my personal success by whatever metrics are important for you and that relate to that personal definition of success. And then you can look at that from a professional perspective, answer the same question. So professional success for me this year looks like what? And I'll measure my professional success by what metrics? So define your own success. And when you're doing these first two exercises, again, go back to those initial prompts. Look at your overall vision. Look at the prompts that you had answered in terms of why you'd be fulfilled, why you'd be thrilled, who you want to be this year, how you want to grow, what curiosities you want to explore and help those guide and inform how you define your ambitions and your success for the year. All right. And then from there, now I want you to converge and really narrow down and get clear. So this is around priorities. And I go to this quote from Gandhi that, where he says, action expresses priorities. So what is going to guide your actions for the year and really express your priorities and where you want to put your attention? So I'll also <laughs> mention this quote just because I think it brings it back to work-life balance. There's um, the philosopher and co-founder of the School of Life, Alain de Botton. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. I apologize. <laughs> he has said in a past interview, quote, work-life balance is a myth. You have to make choices and therefore sacrifices. Having it all exists only in the mind of Facebook COO, Sheryl Sandberg, quote. I think he wrote this much closer to at the time when um, Lean In, the book, came out in the marketplace. But you know, the reality is we can't do it all. So if we need to simplify down, what would be your focus priorities for the coming year? 
So if you were to answer and close out this part of this exercise, how would you answer my top three priorities for my personal life are? And then my top three priorities for my professional life are. So close with really getting clear on those top three priorities for each area of your life. And that is the first step in this uh, series that we will do. So setting a vision and your intentions for the coming year, getting clear on what are your ambitions. And again, make sure these are yours set on your terms. What do you want to hold your attention most in the coming 12 months? So what's next? <laughs> what from here? Next week, we'll work on defining your, your, what I call your sustainable, your life plus work resilience RX or prescription. And again, if you'd like to learn more about the workbook plus planner and potentially purchase it, go to sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. And again, if you don't see it the first week in January, please check back. I'm trying to get it out there. Um, and then if you'd like to enlist others to do this work together, perhaps start by sharing the podcast series, you know, and discuss it together. Or as I uh, shared, I'm also offering planning guides to host your own planning circle or workshop. So um, you can find those again, you'll find them at the same link at sustainableambition.com slash planner 2022. And I will also put a link in the show notes for you here. So. So again, welcome to 2022 all. Thanks for being with me. I hope you get value out of this series and let's make it a more sustainable and ambitious year for us all. And if you have any feedback, please reach out and share. I appreciate feedback and knowing what's working and what's not working. So you can send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. Or send me an email if you have a listener question you'd like me to address in upcoming episodes or weeks. And until then, be well, everyone. Enjoy the start of the new year. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.